This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks. Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink candy. Well, please applaud for a long time. <laughs> uh, that uh, Tony starred in. Uh, he played Neil, and he also uh, co-wrote the show with me. Um, and Alex and Jeff both made little appearances, uh, respectively, in the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're, we're all in the same improv troupe, and I thought it, originally it was just going to be Jeff and I, but then I was like, well, we have these other great creators of fun shows. Alex does uh, Dignation and um, The Totally Rad Show. He's a, uh, an online, online host, which are both pretty friggin' awesome shows. Thank and you. now you're directing and stuff as well. And Yeah. Yeah, so uh, thought we'd get sort of good viewpoints on, uh, on how to create a web series. Um, Right, right, Jeff. Yeah, and there's also I'm going to show one of mine. I did this uh, season, Jeff Lewis Five Minute Comedy Hour. Yeah. And I have one um, episode that uh, I have an episode that Sandeep is not in. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, won't, he won't cast me. In the I show. like to tell you who's not in it. Um, no, Alex is in it, and Tara, who's in our improv troupe, is also in it, and several other people. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what else can I? I'm just going to say words and continue to say words until I'm gonna stop words, you. words, I'm table, gonna stop you. table orange. So uh, why don't we show the episodes, and okay. then, we'll add, then we'll take questions. Okay, sounds and like then a we'll good plan. We'll make up stuff like we know what we're talking about. Yes. Okay, uh, so yeah, show, um, show Jeff's first. Show mine and, first. Or whatever you have ready. Whatever you want to do. It's weird that he picked mine first. There's something he's, he's got a plan. <laughs> I guess we'll be surprised. I hope this is... <laughs> This could be terrible. This could be a disaster. Yeah. I'm not expecting... Oh, it's mine first. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, it's very... F- there's a lot of foul potty humor, so just be prepared for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. so th- those were our shows, guys. Uh, what you just saw was the shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we both, uh, or I don't know, all four of us create a lot for the web and sort of been uh, launching points, I think, for all of our careers. Um, and I guess we're here to talk about that. So if you guys have any questions, uh, do you line up in the yeah, mic? Yeah, if, if you guys want to, if you have questions, if you want to start lining up behind the microphone up here. Uh, not all at once, okay, guys? <laughs> Calm down. We can just talk, I mean. We can just, we can just yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, how, are, how are we able to make those on a small budget? Hmm. Like, did, did you have a lot of a budget, or? <laughs> um, those are million-dollar budgets, yeah. <laughs> Um, mine was two million. Oh yeah, he's a big deal. Uh, we, I had it was all, all our money. I know. I mean, we just uh, we had. Some, was it all your money? You put all your was, money in it? <laughs> it's all, everything I have. Oh, eight dollars. Uh, no, it was. We was. I mean, uh, Sean Becker and I just kind of uh, had a lot of favors and free help and whatever. You know, just our own expenses. We didn't really. 
I mean, we really, that's how we made it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so the, bu the budget of Legend of Neo was, uh, Tony and I, when we first uh, came up with that concept, we shot it on our own for 600 bucks out of our own pocket, similar to what you guys are doing. And um, I made sandwiches. You did, yeah, <laughs> it's true. So I guess you put in an extra $10. Uh, wow. Um, and so then we, we made that and uh, put it online and uh, got half a million hits on YouTube uh, in less than a month. And then we took, a, took it around and pitched it um, to a lot of the people that I've been pitching, you know, previous television show ideas that they were all like, oh, we don't really know you that well. And, you know, we, uh, uh, we, we liked your stuff, but send us something else. This time around, we came uh, with The Legend of Neil, which already had a fan base. Um, and already had people wanting more episodes. And then we walked out of, you know, the, I went to four meetings and walked out of all four of those with offers. Uh, because of, I mean, which I think was really a testament to the power of the internet and creating something, you know, now we have the capability with these, you know, digital cameras and, um, and to, to make stuff for very, very cheap, stuff that we're passionate about uh, and, and is now getting respect in Hollywood. So, um, uh, you know, that's I think what the model in general that you guys are kind of following, like, hey, let's just do this for not very much money, let's just pull together favors from people that we've, uh, you know, scratched backs with before, um, and, and create something, put it out there, and gain an audience, and then go and try to sell it, um, is sort of the, the, new, the new model of how to do things. Um, and so the budget ended up being for The Legend of Neil in the, you know, it was, I can't give the exact number, but it was, um, you know, below uh, 20,000 an episode, pretty pretty cheap by TV standards, you know. Those are usually like half a million per episode, so. Still gotta be smart with your money, but. Anyway, pretty girl, you say something now. <laughs> Hi. Oh. Um, I'm losing my voice, and I'm also short, so this is difficult. Um, what is your favorite part of the process when it comes to, like, any of the things that you've been involved with in webisodes? Like, is it the acting, the writing, the shooting? What is it that, mm. like, you would say is your favorite part? Tony sandwiches. Tony's sandwiches are really good. Your mom's lasagna was very good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. My mom was. And Alex's uh, uncle's uh, pasta was. <laughs> I said it's a lot like a lasagna, but yeah. It was yeah, I, pasta was really good. Though. I should have said something totally different than something lasagna, but I said pasta. Like Chinese noodles, maybe I don't know. Uh, oh, I blew I, it. I, personally, for uh, the stuff I've done with with Sandeep and for for Neil, I think a lot of it was the the writing because we were so much more ambitious when we wrote every season. Uh, by the time we got to shooting it, there's a lot of things we couldn't afford or do. Um, so the, I thought the, the writing was the most fun because it was off of that, you know, nostalgia from Zelda and uh, finding ways to incorporate that game into the storyline was, uh, I thought, a lot of fun. I love the acting. I mean, even though with the guild there's sometimes these huge monologues, it's still, it's still <laughs> to me, is the least stressful and the most social. I mean, it gets lonely other doing other parts of it, but when you're with a group of people and it's, it's just trying to be funny in front of the camera, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say directing, just because that hasn't been said yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm going to take direct. I'm sorry, man. I guess you can do craft eating. services. Craft services eating. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to me, directing, you know, it is truly the thing that I love the most. Um, acting is fun. I like, I like improvising with these uh, blokes, but uh, <laughs> in general, I, w when you're directing, I just think that you're so engaged in every part of the process. You know, there's there's nothing that you're not responsible for on set, and really, it's your job to lead 
this team of however many people you have, you know, five, ten, you know, and on Legend of Neil we had up sometimes 40, 50 uh, person crew, and uh, so you're just kind of constantly problem solving. It's not just like, hey, you know, let's figure out the, let, let, let me talk to this actor and, and deal with their problem and uh, make sure that they're in a good place to, to act well. Um, yeah, Tony has a lots of <laughs> douchey issues. Uh, <laughs> he's a huge prima donna. Uh, no, that's not true at all. Uh, but you know you're, you're you're dealing with actors, you're dealing with uh, you know uh, the the, lo the lighting guys, you're dealing with ev you know ev you know when the fro the fog machine machine breaks, like you gotta I mean it's not necessarily up to you to fix it, but you're like okay crap, let's how do we problem solve that and you know can we shoot this first and uh, it's, it's you're just constantly figuring out ways to uh, to make it happen and that's to me the most exciting thing. Yeah, to do. I would say too one of the things that. that I find really fun, maybe not my favorite thing, but nobody's talked about is I really love the sort of business side of it. I, I don't know why, but I really love walking into a room and trying to convince someone to give me money. <laughs> um, and I'm horrible at it. I fail most of the time. But it's like there's something about that being able to like meet these executives who don't usually don't find themselves in this position of something that they don't really understand. They know is valuable. They want it but they don't know how to do it. And so coming in as sort of like these punk kids, I mean, now none of us are kids anymore, but like when we started doing um, Dignation, which has been, we've been doing for six years, uh, you know, I was like early 20. I mean, it was like, I was just a punk kid. And uh, especially back then when nobody knew what was going on with the web and, you know, we'd have, I was, I'm in LA and, you know, I'd have meetings at NBC Universal like five years ago and I was like, hey, can I get validated? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You know, uh, and that stuff to me is always really fun because it, it also offers a, a unique sort of creative conundrum, if I can use alliteration poorly. Um, because a lot of times they'll go, well, this is the stuff that we want. Here's where we have all the money. Do you have anything like that? And the answer is usually, nah, not really, because you come up with like the one idea that you guys, you love and you're high-fiving and then you go into the room and you're like, hey, this is great. And they're like, well, we were like something with Barbies and, you're, and it's sort of this fun little puzzle of being like, how do I make something that's fun, that I could get behind, that I get excited about, that I can convince other people to enjoy, that's about something that I'm not really 100%, that's my thing. So we always have fun sort of like sitting around trying to figure out how I can take people's money and make fun stuff with it. Right. Yeah. And you, you only need one person to say yes, so you can get, oh, you, yeah. can, you know, <clears throat> just gotta get used to rejection, that's all. Oh yeah. Uh, go ahead, you with the, the glorious contacts. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, in the writing process, is it something that's kind of a broad idea that you narrow down, or do you have something in specific when you start? Hmm. Um, well, I, I guess it's different per project, really. Um, well, you know, f my my writing process is greatly influenced by improv, um, in the sense that you know I do a lot of improv. That's kind of how I was. Uh, that's how I got into the industry. That's how I got into acting. Was going to improv classes. Um, and so whenever I write, I sort of know that I'm going to, you know, especially if I'm writing something that I know that I have control over casting, um, I'm going to hire people that are great improvisers. So I sort of view the script as a blueprint. I mean, we always get what's on the script. It's always important to, you know, <laughs> make sure you're going to get something that in the, in the, in the editing room you're going to be able to cut together and it's going to make sense. But at the same time, I know I got these guys that are just, uh, and, and gals and, you know, folks like Felicia Day and who are just such gifted improvisers that I know they're going to give me so much more than what I even wrote. Um, and so that's, so to me, it's, it's not the, you know, the, the letter of the word is law. It's really like, let's all, you know, let's follow this guideline and then let's all play together on set and see, and see what we come up with. I don't remember the question anymore. 
<laughs> that um, was the answer. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that was the answer. Oh well, uh, it was the next question. Process. It was like what, like it. it uh, did you start What's with an idea? Process? Did you start with an idea that's oh, solid? Oh, okay, okay. Like, now yeah. I know what I was going to Yeah, I was, remember? Yes. Yeah. I keep, you know, I don't, I never sit down to write a sketch that I don't have, like I'll have a post-it in my car and I'll just, with sketch, I'll just have an idea and I'll write down a post-it and then I kind of go back and do it, but I've never been able to sit down and write something from scratch. Hmm. Wait, post-it notes? I'll have post-it notes. All your notes scripts are just next like, to tiny post-it note books? Yes. Wow. I'm not text in my bed, in my car. I daydream a lot. My mind wanders, which is good or bad, depending on if you're driving next to me. <laughs> and that's where, like, I'll just suddenly, my, this film strip in my head will roll, and I'll, and I'll pull over, and I'll write it all down, and then that's when I sit down. But I've never sat down in a blank slate and said, okay, I need an idea. You let uh, ideas hit you. Yeah, I, and I have notebooks full with it, and some are awful, or I wake up in the middle of the night, and in the morning I'll say, guy eats a table whole. Like, it's, not, it's not funny. Uh, I'll skip Sounds that Sounds hilarious. One, yeah. It, maybe I should have written it. Uh. Maybe you'll cast me in it. Damn it. And it also uh, depends on what the project is, because we, we've done a couple branded shows, so we had some rules we yeah. had to follow going into it. It had to be, you know, we did a show called Sweet Seven and had to stay in a hotel room, and the bed had to play a key part because the... Uh, people that paid for it were the Better Sleep Council. Go figure. Um, so we, from the, so there we already had sort of some some guidelines to follow. Um, but with other ones, like with Neil, he came up with the idea of this asshole being in the game, and then from there you're able to kind of just go with it. You know. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, there was another Brandon Webb series that we did that was uh, for Trident, and they were like, make make a show about gum, and huh? Yeah, you were. And yeah, Alex was yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. So and then we ended up uh, road trip making these two guys go on a road trip to get Felicia Day to be in their script. Like, that's what it was all about. And, they, and all they had was their uh, wit and guile and a uh, year supply of trying and to... Each, and each episode we, <laughs> in each episode, we had to find a way for gum to <laughs> right. uh, be used in to some way. To save them. It's like, a comedy. It's yeah. a they, they end up getting at one point they it's get like <laughs> it's a spy thriller. Yeah, they, they get like abducted by vampires and they have to mold gum into uh, into steaks and kill the vampire. It's the craziest Check shit. It out. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably watch it on, online. You might be able to watch it online. Yeah, it's pretty good, but it's also like so product like Trident in every like every other sentence. Um, Trident it was damn good gum was though. Funny. Actually, the Trident layers gum. I'm not just saying that because they're still paying me. You sir. Yeah, Trident is watching. So first of all, I want to say thank you to all you guys. Very entertaining. So thank you for the hours of entertainment. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you for watching it. Yeah, thank you. It's all for you. The, the, the question I have is, with, with the internet, it's great how all these independent artists can create and get it to the masses. You see musicians doing it. You've seen uh, comics. And now we're, we're seeing with, with the video as well. One of the complaints I've heard some of those people mention is that they feel like they get pulled in many directions at once, like they're having to be a jack of all trades. Like someone can draw really well, but they don't feel like they can manage their finances. And yet, because they're working for themselves, they're having to do all that. So I'm just kind of curious, do you guys ever just wake up in the morning and say, I just wish I could just act? If I could just go in and be an actor, I didn't have to do all these other things? Or do you enjoy being the jack of all trades? That's a great question. And I think it, it I mean, man, it totally varies for me. Like there are days that I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> Like, uh, uh, what do I do today now? Oh, gosh, I have to write the end of this sketch and then, you know, edit this and, uh, you know, and then also learn my lines for the guild. And, yeah, it ends up being 
it ends up, it does end up kind of pulling your brain in 50 different directions. Um, but f what's nice for, f what I try to do is go real project-based. You know, I'm like, okay, well, this is my next project, and then I'm going to focus, you know, 100% on that project and get that to completion before I jump onto the next thing. Um, unfortunately, with web, it's, you don't make a ton of money, so you do have to find ways to juggle. At the end of last year, when we were making that Sweet 7 thing, I was doing... I was doing a sweet seven, I was doing that sweet seven thing, finishing up Legend of Neil, uh, which was the most ambitious season we'd ever shot. It was our final season, and doing um, a Chevy commercial, uh, directing a Chevy commercial, which was cool. But it was also like I was working literally twenty hours a day, and I was uh, just absolutely exhausted. And then three months, like I had, I had this whole like postpartum depression when Neil was over for three months where I just like lay in waste um, from that from that like horrific month of October also because Tony was getting married and my brother was getting married it was just like, insane uh, that's my life guys you can read about it on my blog yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah no that's uh, um, it's it's yeah I don't know what to say it's tough there is a jack-of-all-trades aspect to it that kind of uh, can be hellish but also awesome yeah I, I like it all I have friends that are just actors and I don't know what they do all day yeah, <laughs> um, because it is. It can be just a matter of sitting and waiting for the phone. I mean, uh, it's uh, so so good to just do something during the day and keep busy creatively. I, I think everybody should. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I just get totally. I it it it's so funny how everything kind of goes in waves. Um, you know, a lot of times I like the certain things. Like I'll when I do like guest spots on your guys' show, it's nice to just sort of show up and there's no responsibility. Right. Barely know your lines, because, I mean, what are they going to yell at you? We're not paying you. you. you know I mean? Yeah, it's like, I get a sandwich, and then they're going to be like, oh, the line <laughs> delicious is... Delicious Tony sandwich. Yeah, the delicious Tony sandwich. So there is sort of like this like nice, like relaxed walk on set, everybody's crazy, and you're just kind of like sitting there having a coffee. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, careers go, it, it's so, because it's such a project base, and because you really need to kind of keep stringing together, because one of the things that's interesting about the internet is... If, if all of the shows that you do stop, a whole bunch of people are making shows that fill that gap and you, nobody knows who you are anymore and you're, it's harder to get gigs and you know what I mean? Like, so you, you gotta kinda keep feeding the beast and, but it does go in these ways you're where- You're the beast. <laughs> I think the beast is a metaphor for hunger. No, I don't, oh, okay. it's horrible. Because it was actually kind of apropos. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But no, so you get to this thing where like you got projects and they kind of come to ends, and then all of a sudden you literally don't have anything to do for four days in a row, and you it, it like, gets wait, yeah. really infuriating because you're just like, and then you get down, you drink a lot. Uh, I, I just, literally this is what happened. It's on my blog and and some deeps because we drink together a lot. <laughs> right. But uh, no, you get to that thing where you're like get depressed because you don't have something going on, and it's because you you're burning at such a high level just because you're constantly doing things because nobody else is there to do those things for you. Um, you get used to that kind of heightened stress, right. and then when you're just sort of chillaxing, playing a video game, it's like I got to do something. So Jack Daniels has been good. <laughs> Be an alcoholic. That's the lesson. <laughs> you, sir. Just um, four days a month. So if you can't tell, I'm kind of a big Zelda fan. Um, and That's I was neat. wondering why it was that you chose to use, like, original music for, like, the, the item get instead of, like, the traditional da-da-da-da for oh, Legend Oh, nice. Of Very perceptive. Is it, is it just legal reasons or what? Yeah, you know... Um, uh, <laughs> it's probably a big reason. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big reason. I mean, we... Music... And sound effects actually are, uh, they're a little bit more hawkish about um, 
letting you use music and sound effects in general, then, so we were already parodying the game and so we're already walking a fine line. I just made the choice that like, you know, I also don't wanna, I don't wanna just take their music. I, you know, it's one thing to sort of like pull from the game and pull these ideas and kind of make it your own, but it's another thing to like literally just take someone's music and try to, <laughs> and, and use that. So I, you know, it, we made a choice to, yeah, to just do it all original score and yeah, even create sound effects that were original sounding just so we didn't run into that legal side of things, kind of one more shield for us. But it was also an incredibly uh, fun and uh, a huge learning process for me. I mean, it's the first time I really ever did anything with such an extensive original score. We really, we scored every second of that show. Um, and we worked with some great, great composers, uh, some up-and-comers, Elon uh, Arbiter and uh, Robert Harrington. And uh, they're just like, I, I, I mean, wh when people make music, it's it's like magic to me. So you know when people are scoring your your baby your your show, um, it's like yeah, it's like even better magic. It's like magic specifically for you, and uh, it was uh, an awesome process. Yeah, and Elon, the one who did uh, season two and season three, uh, was a huge fan of Zelda in general. Mm -hmm. um, his nickname in high school was Zelda, um, <laughs> and uh, a, a fan of the show before he. You know, I, I forget how he, he got involved in it, but um, you know, he you know was so passionate about being able to be in the show that he created this really great original music that is very close to, it's close to it, but it's got its own original thing. It's like you know, Vanilla Ice did with you know that uh, Queen song, <laughs> Baby. It's very, it's like that kind of difference, you know. One note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little bit more than that, but yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, and actually, we, in our show, we parody lots of other shows within Zelda. We parodied The Office. We parodied uh, the movie Glory. Cheers. So, like, with, you know, uh, Rocky. And, like, he ended up making all these themes uh, that were sort of the Zelda-fied, Neil-ified versions of the Rocky theme. Um, and, they were, and that was just so cool to, to do stuff like that. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I kill live chickens, yeah. Is that I had two chickens and you killed them. Yeah, yeah. I killed Jeff's live chickens. For his writing process. <laughs> yes, strange. We had, we had chicken that night, so it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious chicken. Um, fuck. Coffee, I just, coffee and uh, self-loathing and, procrasti <laughs> and procrastinating. <laughs> and then I feel like I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, you know, for me, like for me, actually, the big thing is... Um, <coughs> I. And I'm, I've heard this from a lot of different writers, so it's definitely not unique to me. Um, but I'll go on to like Groove Shark or some like streaming, like a Pandora type thing. But Groove Shark, you can actually be specific. I want to listen to this thing. And like if I'm writing something that's sort of like a sci-fi thrillery kind of thing, I'll listen to like the Inception yeah. soundtrack oh, totally. really loud. Um, because that's one, it's just epic. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe there's another, there's a foghorn in all of my action sequences. Uh, but, uh, everything's on a tugboat. Yeah, yeah, everything's on a tugboat, I don't know why. But great action sequences. But, uh, and you know, like, so for me, that music really helps spur on that. Um, and it's also really hard for me to write in my house because of the siren song of the Xbox. So, um, <laughs> It is, so it's like, it's one of those things you just sort of get out, put on some headphones, listen to some loud, intense music if you're writing thriller stuff, and then, I don't know, what the hell, I, I don't, yeah, I guess I, I don't really write comedy as much as I, I should. Know, I watch a lot of, um, but a lot of writers do that, but that helps yeah. me. I, I watch a lot of, uh, dr like, dramas, so like, for instance, right now I'm writing something 
for Comedy Central. I can't really talk about it, but there's a sort of a... I just did talk about it, guys. Dot on your forehead. But anyway, like, you know, it's not... Uh, I don't... Yeah, I shouldn't say the idea, but uh, I watched a lot of West Wing uh, to sort of inspire myself because there's sort of comedic elements that I wanted to pull. It's, it's sort of a po political comedy, so I watched a lot of West Wing, which is not really a comedy, and just took notes the whole time, and it really started just fueling... Like, I was really stumped on this concept, and then I watched the first three seasons of West Wing over again and took just, like, pages of notes and just and, and really... So it's really just watching other sort of source material, even if it's not comedic, especially if it's not comedic, and then coming up with sort of like, oh, what if, you know, we did that kind of same theme, but in a comedic way, and I, and I ended up uh, pulling a lot of ideas out of that kind of process. Yeah. We've got time for just a couple more questions. Hmm. Four? Do we have time for four? Fast ones? Yes. Yes. Fast we'll make the, we'll make okay, the we'll answers make fast. fast. Here we go. Um, obviously, you guys have a sort of following to help get the word out about your stuff, but for, um, you know, newer shows that don't necessarily have the name attached, would you have any advice for sort of marketing and getting the word out about a new web show? Hmm. Got to be a short answer. Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot of good web, there's a lot of good um, contests that have been popping up um, about web series, uh, and that's definitely a good way. I mean, it's a little bit like if you're a script writer, there's a lot of, like, script contests you can put your, your screenplays into. So that's starting to be really good. Um, stuff as well as you know there's so many people especially if you're if your show is about a very specific topic like most of the web series um that i've seen they're sort of like about a very specific genre that's exciting to those people who made it uh there are tons of communities out there yeah. on the web that are specifically about that like if for whatever reason you're making a wood carving comedy scripted web series Go to all the wood carving boards and post there and say, "Look, we we love wood carving. You love wood carving. We made this. Yeah. What do you think? Check it out. Blah blah blah." And it sort of you can do that with anything. I mean, there's like tons of like if you make a horror thing, there's so many horror boards out there, you know. And go to the conventions and and hand out flyers. I mean, like whatever you can do, it's sort of old school. And if you're lucky, there's a little bit of that sort of internet fire that just sort of sparks and it goes and then you don't have to do it but it's really rare that that happens a lot of times it's just hard work twitter you got to keep pushing it. i mean you even talked to felicia about how she pushed the guild and how we pushed legend of neil yeah we just went to yeah we went to kotaku and and just totally spammed that shit out of those guys so we went to every blog that had anything to do with zelda and you know i i just i just spammed them until they and a lot of them were like hey this is actually pretty good content you sort of you hit them up enough at you know tips at joystick.com, you know, and and, and eventually, the, you know, one of those suckers will watch it and they're like, hey, and if your stuff is good, you know, they they they'll they'll put it on their website. They need they need content too. So it's just about just continuing to push. The job is not done when you're finished editing. Like get online and push, push, push as much as possible. Um, especially spam uh, Jeff's uh, Facebook page. Yep. What? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Kind of on the on the same line and. And back to that trident concept. Um, I'm wondering how, I know that some people are kind of against the concept of like selling out and doing sponsored types of things, but how much do you think it's realistic for, for people to have to do or look for sponsored, um, look for sponsorships and things like that in order to get their name and their pro their other projects yeah, out so, in the world? Right, so the, yeah, the question is about branded entertainment. I mean, I think uh, if you're if you're a total noob, if this is you know if you're really just trying to get your name name out there and and do, I guess noob is yeah, a, like, like a mean thing what? to say. I don't, I don't mean noob. But I mean if you, I mean, you know if you're if a total noob or whatever, <laughs> then I mean I guess. 
guys. We're not noobs. No, but I, I, w I would not rely on trying to get brand sponsoring. I mean, do what you're specifically passionate. Make a show about what you love, uh, and and that passion will 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 seep through and and find your find the, the other folks that love it too and get them to watch it. I, you just can't worry about the money when you first start out. You yeah. just can't. And but, the the branded shows we did were all because of the legend of Neil and and the other stuff we had. We already had, created, already yeah. Created on our own, so. Yeah, we we didn't. Yeah, tried it wasn't knocking on our door either because um, it wasn't. It was also low budget. It was, it was also pretty low budget, but yeah, but it's also, you know, we've got to pay our rent, man, yeah. at some point. And uh, Trident gum is delicious. You, sir. <laughs> it really is good. Uh, with all your rising success, do you guys plan on ever making a full motion picture? Uh, yeah, actually, Tony and I are writing one together now. Uh, uh, the movies were always my dream. That's, what, that's why I came out here, so I'm definitely planning on making movies. I would love that, yeah. I'm going to start in porn. Uh, it's good, it's good to just because it's fun. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think the goal for most of us, if not all of us, were always, was always, I mean, this, I always looked at the internet as a place that would have me um, when I started this. I mean, like, you know, I was hosting a television show called The Screensavers on Tech TV and uh, got fired, <laughs> which was awesome. It was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, but uh, wanted to do television stuff. I mean, moved to LA to do TV stuff and film stuff and, and things like that. And it's just, that is brutal. That is just a brutal thing to get into. And you gotta have good high spirits and thick skin and all that stuff. Um, and then this internet stuff started happening and we were able to, you know, find, a, find an audience and without somebody saying you're good enough or you're not good enough, which is what happens in Hollywood. Um, and so it was sort of, it's always been something to do while trying to just create. And now it's even weirder because there's this total merge of the two things. You, get, you know, it's doing a movie would be fun, but it, it would be, it's going to be about the same as, you know, shooting a thing for Legend of Neo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, maybe bigger the, cameras, yeah. but yeah. other than that, it's like, that's what we're doing and, and it's fun, you know? And, and uh, you know, it's all just about trying to be able to make a living doing creative, fun things and entertaining people. And, you know, I think we've all been fortunate to be able to, to do that for the last couple of years, so. Yeah. You just gotta have that do-it-yourself mentality and not wait for anybody to tell you oh, yeah. that it's okay to do it. And I'm gonna take that same, same mentality into the features that I, that I will produce. You, sir. Um, for every Legend of Neil or Guild or Totally Rad Show Dignation, there's 500 videos of someone lip-syncing like Rebecca Black or something. What do, you, what do you guys think it takes to be that, for a web series to be like that diamond in a sea of crap, so to speak? <laughs> um, I think it has to be original. Should... What's that? I mean, it's got to be original. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who may take something and uh, it's got to be something that's very you're specific about to, You're to about your to knock our show. What happened? I feel like, it, you know, go ahead. I thought you were about to. No, no, no. Let's, let's, get, let's get this out. What's the problem? <laughs> you know, I've never really liked you. That's the problem. Well, and this is the time I, you. This I is... choose to bring it up. Okay. I guess it's out. Uh, New I, I York Times. To, to, to stand away from something like that, I would say don't lip sync to that song and make a video of it, for starters. <laughs> um, but, I mean, obviously, make sure you've got good lighting, you've got good sound, and if it's going to be on the web, you know, unlike a movie, you've got 10 or 15 minutes. But if it's on the web, make sure it's clear. You've got 20 in seconds. In 20 to 30 seconds <laughs> what this yeah. is about. And make sure that um, 
whatever it is you're making, you guys put everything you have into it and you believe in it and, and, and make sure you have good sound, which I can't say enough. Yeah, you know, a lot of pilots I do see a web stuff, the first five minutes is just you're assaulted. And I feel like, uh, you know, you need to take a second and be very clear because it's a concept that you want people to get right away so that they want to, you want them to come back. I've seen stuff where the first five minutes, I have no idea who these people are. It's happening too fast. I don't know what kind of characters they are or even where they are. <laughs> and it's just, it can be confusing and that makes me shut off. Yeah, yeah so uh, I think what, we're, what we learned today, we learned be an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, what is it going to be Be super clear, that kill, Sandy kill chickens. not like me. I don't like Jeff. We're in a fight right now. Uh, yeah, that will continue throughout the weekend. Let's end this fight, and that way we can say we got into a fight and made up in the panel at the same time. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Now we're starting a new fight. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, thanks, everybody. Right? We're good? Yeah. Uh, right, thank you so much. These guys will be back in this room on oh. Sunday to talk about the guild. And, and you can check these guys, Hammer Improv, tonight and tomorrow. Yes, yes please yes. come to our Hammer room. Improv show. We're, is, it, is it in this room? The guild panel is in this room. It's in this room. room. Oh, it? 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock tonight, shows. 10 o'clock tomorrow, yep. we're all doing improv. It's going to be a fun. You can buy tickets and, and registration. And also, we're going to be signing from at 4 after this. Yeah, we're also going yeah, to be signing. Uh, you, so we're, we're in that Will Wheaton, Leonard Nimoy area, and you can buy tickets from us there. Um, it's and called the Leonard Nimoy Wheaton <laughs> section. It's actually been named it. Ask they, they Leonard Nimoy about our hammer tickets. Everybody go to Leonard Nimoy and ask him if, he can, if you can buy hammer tickets. And if he says he doesn't know what you're talking about, it's a lie. Leonard absolutely knows he has all the sell tickets. tickets. He has all the tickets. <laughs> There's no one else that's selling them but Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> it's so weird. It's very strange it's how we had to do it. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. It's bullshit. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy absolutely knows <laughs> to sell tickets to, to that damn show. Um, we told him that seven or eight times. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, please come and please visit us. We'd love to see you. Yeah, thanks yes. a lot, guys, for coming out. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you.